two Pentagon components, the Defense Innovation Unit and the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, have teamed with one another and with Philips Corporation on an artificial intelligence project. It aims to establish an early warning system for infectious diseases. To learn more about the Rapid Analysis of Threat Exposure, or RATE, program, Tom Temin spoke with the chief of the Digital Battle Space Management Division at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, John Hannon. And this project actually predated the current pandemic. Sounds like it had perfect timing. Yeah, it did. We were actually starting this project back in March of 2018, believe it or not, and that was in conjunction with the Defense Innovation Unit and uh, Philips Healthcare. So initially, this was going after a non-invasive technology that could improve force readiness by providing indications, early indications of any type of exposure to an illness. And tell us what each piece brings to this, the uh, DIU, your agency, and Philips Health. DITRA is the project lead, and we bring the infectious disease experts and, and other folks here to help shepherd the project along. EIU has helped us not only with the project execution, but also putting us in touch with some of our non-traditional partners in DOD, and Philips falls into that category. So in the past, getting to a company like Philips would be likely impossible for the DOD. It just wouldn't be a, a marriage that you would normally see happen with that commercial space. But DIU, through their extensive network, was able to link us up with Philips healthcare and, and bring them into the equation. And is this a grant effort or is it an OTA, other transaction authority type of arrangement? So it was originally started as an OTA, and that was, again, through DIU and Philips. We've followed on now with some of the extensive efforts going on to get at the COVID issue with a follow-on contract. So that's a separate contract through DITRA. So you've done a little bit of pivot because since the project was underway, an actual pandemic came along. Yeah, that's correct. As the pandemic arose in, in the March timeframe, we were fairly well positioned already, having gone through two years of research and development to bring this into the COVID space and see whether or not we could help address some of the problems that were happening back in March. And let's talk about the project itself. What is it that you envision is the result of this, the rate system? How would it work and what would the artificial intelligence piece of it be? Yeah, so the way we envision this project, it's basically a screening technology, and we like to talk about it in an analogy using the check engine light in your car. It's meant to tell you that something is wrong in the physical system in a human being, but it's not specific as to what is going wrong, but it basically alerts you to be able to, in advance, get to a clinic and get checked out through traditional diagnostic tests. And the idea here is if you can get testing on the order of what we've shown is about 48 hours prior to becoming symptomatic, that allows you to put a lot of other measures in place, whether it's isolation or therapeutics or something else that would allow you to get ahead of the infection and not have people spreading that. And what is the mechanism under which the rate system or authorities would be alerted to an individual being exposed to something and would therefore need testing? Right. So we're working that through the military channels right now, and we have an operational user assessment. So we have a number of cohorts in the military that are working through those types of questions in terms of at what level would the commanders have that kind of information and make the decision and what is the appropriate level to do that. So that's something that we're with the, again, the operational user assessment going on right now that we're, we're aiming to get at, at least from the military perspective. We're speaking with Dr. John Hannon. He's chief of the Digital Battle Space Management Division at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. What I was asking was, would it be from a smartphone? Would it be from some kind of a contact tracing technology? You know, at the ground level, how do you find out, hey, that soldier, that airman should be tested? 
The technologies that we're using right now are commercial off-the-shelf technologies, such as the Garmin Phoenix 6, and also a device called the Aura Ring. So it's a just like a, a wedding band, if you will, that sits on your finger and has a number of sensors inside the band that can detect things like heart rate variability and temperature. So the combination of these two data streams that come off the watch and come off the ring basically flow through applications up to a cloud-based service that Philips has, and this is where the rate algorithm resides. So those data streams flow from the devices up through that cloud architecture, and then the algorithm is operated by uh, the Philips cloud. So in other words, it's sort of a uh, Internet of Things technology basis. Yes, it is. And I, I think a lot of people these days are familiar with fitness trackers. If you own something like a Fitbit or a Garmin. I've got a, a Garmin on my wrist right now. Day. Right. So when you're tracking that information, all of the commercial developers have an application that you can download to your smartphone. And the information is basically transferred from your device via Bluetooth over to your phone and then up to a cloud that's hosted by that commercial entity. And from that, you can look at a lot of things that are related to the analytics and performance over time and sleep patterns over time and all of that. So very similar to that with the extra step of basically pulling that up to the the rate algorithm to operate. And do you envision this being deployed for troops across the military or pretty much everyone within the defense enterprise? Yeah, so we're starting with the troops, and that's the natural place for us to start. And if it shows promise as we move through time here and collect additional data and look at how the algorithm is performing, then our plan would be to transition this capability to a larger program of record in the military that would essentially handle the fielding to all of the troops. But there's no reason it couldn't expand further than this. And there's also, with Phillips involved, there's obviously a commercialization perspective that they are going to get after from their side. So it could be something that is both DOD and a public venture at some point. Sure. And having this information about individuals in a commercial company and in a commercial cloud provider, what are the types of privacy safeguards the system would have? So what we're doing with the military right now is making sure that everything is coordinated through research oversight, number one, but that HIPAA considerations are taken into account. Data that comes across from all the individuals is de-identified. We're also concerned in making sure that there is no GPS data, which is, I think we saw in the, in the news several years back, there was some information that was out there via commercial applications like Strava that maybe should not have been out. So we're, we're going to great lengths to make sure that, number one, when the privacy issues are taken into account and also security issues for the DOD. And what is the deliverable from Philips and what is the timeline when you think you might have something to test and try out? So the deliverables from Philips is the rate algorithm itself. And we do have the algorithm already in hand. This is the result of the first two years of work. The first two years of work, to be clear, were done in a hospital environment. So the algorithm was trained on hospital patients that acquired an infection as they moved through the hospital care system. What we're doing right now with the operational demonstration is seeing how this translates into a fielded environment with our military members. So if this, over the next few months as we collect the data from the individual service members and it shows promise Again, we are hoping to have this moving through Philips commercialization within about a year time frame. Just out of curiosity, as a matter of course, are inductees that join the military, does everybody get some kind of a fitness tracker anyway? 
That's not the standard protocol right now. As you can see, if this were to pan out and to work well and show promise within the military population, that would be certainly a consideration. As, as these technologies evolve and do so quickly, there's going to be, have to be a, an adjustment on the military side to determine how this might promote health care or monitoring in the future. Dr. John Hannon is chief of the Digital Battle Space Management Division at the Defense Threat Reduction Agency. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.